SA Crypto, South Africa's largest blockchain community and news outlet. All right, welcome to the SA Crypto video podcast and uh, I'm with Brian Habana, who needs no introduction really. Uh, Brian, welcome to Africacom. Yes, it's great to be here. Obviously, knowing how huge this conference is and how much you know, foreign influence and interest is, is shown in this co- particular event and how much this potentially has a part to play in not only the social but you know, potential technical and technological development of not only South Africa but Africa in general and having had a bit of an IT background I, I studied BSc IT at university oh, okay. before rugby became a thing I didn't finish unfortunately uh, but doing my visual basics and C++ coding back in, in 2001 oh, and, and all that stuff okay. was, was pretty was was pretty cool so have a, have a bit of an idea about, about the tech space and like I said being able to have this platform where you know foreign investment and influence comes in and, and shares ideas and potentials of how we can from a technological perspective improve you know, what is mostly a third world environment in South Africa and Africa in particular and you know just share ideas and, and hear wisdom from from those that have been there done that and potentially got the t-shirts and sometimes the millions <laughs> to you know to, pr- to prove it. Now your rugby career really only officially ended last year yeah. But already your CV is building up quite significantly mm. uh, and it looks like you, you're growing an illustrious entrepreneurship career <laughs> already. Uh, what, what is it that excites you the most post-rugby? I mean, you're, you're already doing media appearances. You were at the R- World Rugby Awards two weeks ago. What is it though, out of all the options that you have before you, what excites you the most? I think there's a certain element of excitement, yes, but of nervousness as well because you're, you're sort of heading into the unknown. and the the massive dialogue at the moment across professional sports you know is not just about preparing yourself for the transition period which is a, a really tough one um because you go from this knowledgeable area of being able to know what you've done for 15 years into a, a space that is pretty much unknown and you know everyone says prepare for it but you know you can't really prepare for it when you're job shutting you know one one day a week through throughout your career and you know besides the financial impact that retiring from a personal sporting perspective has now going into this this unknown field and you know knowing first and foremost you know what are your likes what are your dislikes what are you good at what aren't you good at I was fortunate in my last year of playing to go back to the Toulouse Business School and do a business unit manager course that gave me certain various elements of understanding business etiquette so you know whether that be basic accountancy basic law practice even though it was French law which is very weird um, you know to, to digital strategy uh, you know marketing mix and, and all these different elements that from a rugby perspective you never really involved yourself in so I think for me it's about the excitement of discovering that you know discovering your niche you know where you fit in I'm probably never going to be a Bucky's Boeta that's going to go to the farm and know what type of different elements to feed his buffalo or cattle or whatever it might be and be able to understand you know what excites me so I think that engagement from a business perspective a networking opportunity of being able to potentially market um, or influence or lend ideas and strategies from a leadership perspective that you know I've found valuable in my rugby career that I could hopefully pass on to, to within the business industry so you know am I an entrepreneur probably not at the moment you know searching the different elements and I think I'm fortunate that I was able to create a brand while playing rugby that allowed you know big corporates like MasterCard and HSBC you know doing some ITV uh, 
TV work at, at Rugby World Cup 2019 that, that has kept me you know, still visibly you know, in, involved in, in certain elements of the game. But that has also allowed me the opportunity to network with, with big corporates in and around the world, which I've been really you know, fascinated about. And like I said, I'm still really much in the infancy of this transition phase and you know, see where it goes from here. I started a digital sports marketing agency called Retroactive with a couple of business colleagues up in Johannesburg last year. And you know, we, we've shown profit in, in year one, which wow. in, a, in a space that's really difficult is, is fantastic. So you know, Mike Sharman and the team at Retroactive have you know, been incredible and have allowed me to learn certain elements of, of the business industry as well. So I want to stick with that comparison between rugby and business. Uh, in our industry, the fintech industry, we saw a lot of uh, very, very uh, successful entrepreneurs yeah. who got rich overnight yeah. uh, in, in many cases through this new form of, of crowdfunding called the initial coin offering, yeah. the ICO. Uh, and you, of course, have experienced a similar kind of euphoria yeah. winning the Rugby World Cup, uh, you know, the pinnacle of, of one of the largest sports in the world. What, what is that post-euphoria feeling like? I mean, you come down from weeks of trophy tours, uh, you know, you, you move into the sort of latter parts of your career. Yeah. How do you deal with that? that period, mm. which I think um, would be helpful for entrepreneurs in this space who maybe saw so much success, so much money raised, but now they've got to deal with the, the real tire to the ground, yeah. make things happen mm. kind of stuff. So I think first and foremost, you know, a lot of people potentially see overnight success as an overnight success. And I, having experienced a bit of IT, having done a bit of work, you know, with various different financial institutions in, in this retirement phase, a lot of that actually doesn't happen overnight, you know, so, you know, whether it be crowdfunding, whether it be ICOs, you know, whether it be someone getting an idea, but working towards, you know, safeguarding that IP first and foremost, um, and then putting it in, in a way which then becomes profitable. So I think it's not about thinking it's a it's an overnight success you know yes you potentially you know sell an idea overnight but that idea you know it was weeks months and potentially years in planning and assimilating that to you know where from a rugby perspective you go from you know working four or five years um towards a rugby world cup cycle you know getting to the epitome of that cycle and you know through that journey you know there's a massive amount of lows as well and you know, i refer back to 2007 where yes, we won a World Cup, but a year previously we got beaten 49-0 by Australia in Brisbane. You know, everyone wanted the coach to to resign or be fired. He, they wanted all the old players like John Smith and Austin Run to to sort of leave. And you know, we first of all stuck to our guns. You know, we we never doubted the process that we had in place. And you know, you then get to that place of achieving greatness, knowing how much hard work, sacrifice, and effort have have gone into that. And I think having achieved that, first and foremost, no one can ever take it away from you. And becoming a world champion and doing something as amazing as winning a World Cup, you know, uniting a nation and transforming minds is something that no person will ever be able to take away from. And you're trying to assimilate that to the tech space and, you know, seeing how people go from earning an average salary, salary to potentially becoming millionaires overnight. But, you know, that for a lot of people, the drive doesn't then just stop there. You know, it's about then, okay, well, that was good, but how can I become great? You know, how can I potentially become the next Elon Musk, you know, how can I potentially become the next Bill Gates? Um, and, you know, people think about, within the tech space in particular, you know, people become these overnight millionaires, um, but there's just so much hard work and effort, and for them it doesn't stop there. And then for them it's about, okay, well, you know, we've done something great, or we've created an element that has been extremely profitable over the course of a now very short period of time. It's taken a while to get there, 
but you know what's next and you know for a lot of people within this space it's not about resting on those laurels you know much like rugby play because when you reach the pinnacle of your career and you've tasted that success you just want to continue doing it more and then you know for me in particular it wasn't only about going to one world cup you know it was about going to two three world cups it was about playing 100 test matches for your country so i think it's about potentially laying down first of all points of reference for yourself you know that you can compare you know where you were a year ago two years ago three years ago you know and where you see yourself in in three four five years time so again every individual is unique and you know you've got to find out your own niche you know what makes you tick and you know what's going to get you excited to get to that point of ticking Final question for you, Brian. We have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in the fintech and blockchain blockchain space. What advice would you give them? I mean, maybe it comes down to this. What's the best piece of business <laughs> advice you've ever received? To read. Um, to no, read. no, no, I'm saying, sorry, it's to read. The best okay, piece of advice okay. is to read because especially in this particular space, you know, people, you know, think about, and obviously we had the whole rise of cryptocurrency two, three years ago where everyone was just seeing, you know, crypto and, and Bitcoin in particular skyrocket, you know, people taking out home loans to, to buy, to buy yeah. some Bitcoin. But people weren't, first of all, knowing what they were getting themselves into. They weren't educating themselves about understanding where they are, you know, where they want to be heading. You know, what is cryptocurrency? You know, how is it mined? Do you actually own your cryptocurrency if you're buying it on a, on a crypto platform? Um, and, you know, those various elements. So I think, first of all, is, is read, you know, educate yourself in understanding where you want to go towards, understanding what you're actually getting yourself involved in and, and giving yourself a bit of knowledge to be able to make wise decisions. Because I think for a lot of people, you, you jump to conclusions by hearsay, um, by seeing certain trends on a stock market or on a, on a rise in price. And if you don't have any understanding, and I think that's potentially, especially from a you know, fintech or you know, cryptocurrency perspective, you know, people get into making decisions based on other people's assumptions, um, not based on their own assumptions. So, Hopefully, the best advice I've got is to read because by reading, you know, you, you definitely expand your knowledge. Hmm. Well, there we go. And as you can see, folks, Brian Havana clearly knows his stuff about the blockchain and fin fintech space. Brian, thanks for being with us today and thanks all the best for much. the rest of your time here at AfricaCom. Thank you very much. Appreciate Great. It. SA Crypto, South Africa's largest blockchain community and news outlet.